0: attention audience that's right it's that time of the week again we all know what it is it is
1: it's friday friday
0: friday
1: films da, da, da.
0: every time that's right every friday time. films it's eric and jordan we're back again bonding review and i think we're past the halfway mark now aren't we
1: i believe we are af- bleh, i believe we are past the halfway mark
0: finally finally I don't want it to end, but we're we're halfway there. So we we're back. 13. 13 out of 20, well. Five. <laughs> yeah, I was say, when it's all said and done, 25. So that's yeah, close enough. All right. So we're back with a new movie this week. Uh, and this, we were kind of talking about this before show. We talked about the high highs and the low lows of Roger Moore block. Oh, uh, yes. This this is not the high high. No, not a high high. No, this is a low high. low. Yeah, I, I, don't this get us wrong. There is no bad Bond movie, but this is not one of the better Bond movies sure. in our opinion. but there are but there are worse Bond movies, and this is one of them. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so we are back, um, Eric. Do you want to take over and run through the intro? I know you got your absolutely
1: uh, your director so and
0: all that fun stuff.
1: We are this week is Octopussy, featuring yet again Roger Moore, uh, directed by John Glenn. Who has directed the last couple Roger Moores, and I think he does the next one as well, if I remember correctly. Um, also starring Maud Adams and Lewis Jordan. Release date of June 10th, 1983. Runtime of two hours and 11 minutes. So slightly longer than we've seen previous Bond movies. Um, budget of $27.5 million. Mm-mm-mm. So, also one of the more expensive ones, still under the budget of Moonraker, due to, I'm sure, the sci
0: fi special effects. Uh, which I think they put a lot of the special effects into the circus.
1: Uh, yep, absolutely. Yep, the circus mm-hmm. effects in this movie were, were, were pretty spot on. You know? yeah. A lot of, mm-hmm. lot of budget on circus effects and tuck tuck chases, but we'll get to that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's probably really where all the money went.
1: Um,. Well, man, that's all I've got. Are you ready to roll into it?
0: Yeah, I mean, if that's it. I mean, we, we pretty much start with the classic gun intro like normal. Uh, and with then, the exception of there
1: is a new pose, I noticed. It wasn't the traditional Roger Moore pose. It was more of a vertical standing pose You know, rather what? than him doing the spread, like the, the crouch, uh, yeah, crouch
0: shot. I, I did notice that, but I was too amazed with the fact that it was in color that Yet I, again. I didn't, didn't well, it, I didn't even know? pay much attention. I was like, "Oh, Jordan, hey, the pose is different. What is in color?
1: Have you it's not noticed color. that the last several ones have been in color?"
0: Moving on, we start <laughs> with a horse race at a military base, which you know, I I'm glad to say uh before we get too far into this, I've talked about the last several movies about, you know, how I have not seen all of the older movies. Um, other than like maybe a scene here or a scene there. This movie, I actually remember a good portion of. I probably remember about half the movie from seeing on TV over the years. Uh, so I remember this scene. I was like, when it started, I'm like, hey, this is actually one of the movies I remember. And then <laughs> I like, awesome. got, I knew you know, this. <laughs> I knew this one. Uh, but then we got on, and I'm like, oh, no, nope, I don't remember any of this. I'm like, oh, I remember this part, but I don't remember any of this. So I'm pretty sure like half of this movie I've already seen multiple times. But it just happened to be the same scenes over and over again. So so would you
1: say this is the one you might remember most out of the ones we've watched so far?
0: Oh, yes. Uh, definitely. Definitely. All okay. the old ones I've seen, maybe like a scene here, a scene there. But this one I've seen probably a good like half to 60% okay. of the movie before. Uh, which okay. is funny, though, because it's always the same scenes. So the intro, somewhere in the middle, and like towards the end. But that just... When you see movies on TV, that's usually how it is. It's rare there's, for you there's to like catch a, like the middle of the movie. It's usually the beginning or the end. So. Yeah,
1: there's just a side note. There's a hand. There's a handful of movies that I've probably seen all of, but I could not tell you the full story of because I've only seen individual chunks of it at different times mm-hmm. through you know TV or or whatever you know um, throughout my life. So there's a handful of movies that I'm I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, <clears throat> But we're not talking about those movies. We're talking about James fucking Bond, Jr. He's a junior? I don't know. Oh. He doesn't seem like a junior. I think he's a senior. Bond's I, I feel, not a junior feel, to anybody.
0: Like no, I feel like he'd be a senior.
1: That's right. Um, But you're right. We're at the military base slash horse show. Bond proceeds to drive on in, disguising himself as an officer, and sneaks in. He proceeds to Spycraft get, 101. That's right. It's he proceeds to idea. get caught trying to blow up some piece of technology. They never specify what it is because it doesn't matter to the plot of the movie. Nope. So we move on very quickly while he's being transported as prisoner. The female agent, a female, his female agent sidekick, sidekick support for this intro sequence. Yet again, we won't see her again throughout this film. Proceeds to drive alongside the transport vehicle and distract the guards, allowing Bond to escape. Pretty funny scene of Bond like going, "Hey, listen, I think she's into you guys." Mm-hmm. Just kind of just doing the eye wink, sexy eyes, going, "Go yeah. no, look!" Like she's showing leg there, man. I know you're soldiers and whatnot, but you're also men. You gotta, you gotta. He did he do that? In the, was
0: it the last movie? He did that in another movie too. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I think it might have been the last movie actually. Like a little um, weird eye wink. He's like, "Hey, yeah, check like, her out," and then she's like, "Hey." And they're yeah. like, "Oh, distraction!" And then
1: <laughs> moving on with life um, allows Bond to escape. So Bond takes out the, the 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 guards on this on this transport and jumps back onto the vehicle with his female agent cohorts. I'm so curious
0: why they were wearing packed parachutes on the back of a truck.
1: Just let it go. It's a Bond movie. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> just let it go. Because I mean, it's it was funny cool because camera, you know, Jordan. They,
0: they distract him and he pulls the shoes and, and they just parachute away off the back of a truck. Why they had That's the parachutes right. to begin with, we're not sure. Because they were on the <laughs> ground to begin with.
1: Um, but once Bond gets back to his own vehicle, he says goodbye to his female agent cohort and disconnects the trailer. The female, you know, continues driving off the, uh, the Jeep or whatever the front part of the vehicle was. And Bond escapes via a mini mini plane from the back of the trailer through a horse's ass. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, there's a, horse, a fake horse ass when the trailer opens that lifts up and a plane emerges from it. The joke's not lost on me. I hope it's not lost on you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so far, Bond I remember takes all off. Of this. Yeah. Bond takes off and missiles launch towards him. He, you know, so we've got a scene of Bond, you know, driving, you flying this plane back and forth, diving mm-hmm. in and out, you know, weaving back and forth, dodging the missiles. And he finally dives, Bond, and dives, bombs, and drives, or flies through the factory, and the missile blows up the factory behind mm-hmm. him. Bond proceeds to see he's low on gas, lands at a gas station, makes a funny quip about filler-up something or other. Yeah, he's and like filler-up. Yep, and we cut to the intro song, which reminds me. I want a plane that you can fill up with unleaded gasoline at just your average gas station.
0: That would be delightful. Yeah, I know. I was kind of surprised. I'm like, you really expect them to have the fuel you need for your mini jet. Mm. Exactly. Well, Q designed it, I'm sure. So I'm sure he thought ahead and be like, oh, we'll just use your everyday gas that way. If you run out of fuel, you can just land it and fill it up and just take back off. It runs on unleaded
1: oh, yeah. uh, vodka, human urine, um, you know, whatever.
0: But yeah, whatever you have lying around, you know, pumpkin juice. Who knows. <laughs> So we're at the intro song. Um, the intro, yes. Um, this one was different. Like, they really all are. <laughs> I, I, Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I, could see that. I mean, they had uh, what I did think was pretty neat and as soon as I find my note on it was uh, something to do with the lasers. I thought it was kind of neat just the, like, on the design side of it, how they changed that up instead of, like, all the smoke and stuff they did in the previous ones. Yeah. Um, the way they did the lasers, um, because it reminded me of the uh, little laser pointers when we were growing up. that had like the yeah. the different like yeah. caps and that's stuff. Basically, what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then they put the little different caps and have like the little pictures and all. You can shine them on stuff. Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of neat all the way through. Um, See, but like, that, the song, that's funny because that
1: I actually the laser part was the part I didn't like. I liked the least. You know, the silhouettes but, I thought were cool. They were the most. design silhouettes we've seen yet i believe you know where there was actually like 3d depth to them Mm -hmm. which which uh, which i kind of enjoyed but i didn't really care for the song or the laser effect Uh, no i I mean i thought it it was a decent work for me
0: decent tempo but it wasn't the strongest intro Mm -hmm. um the laser pointer thing i just thought was kind of like a neat um like different concept versus like the smoke and the stuff they've done in the past so it was a neat new direction I don't know yeah. if it necessarily worked for him or not, but it was just kind of cool. Just yeah, it was something different.
1: new, but it just it just yeah. didn't work for me. But um,
0: we don't stop so there,
1: so it's okay. That's right. So from the intro sequence, we cut to a carnival clown running from a man with a knife.
0: how so every horror the woods, movie starts. Running
1: back and f- that's right, running in and out of the woods. Correction, there's two men with knives. Dun, dun, dun. They're twins, ladies and gentlemen. This poor bastard clown is being followed around by Carnival Twins, knife-throwing champions of the world, if you will. Usually people um, get chased by clowns. Phil and Bill, I'm going to refer to them. Phil, the yeah, of I movie. don't know
0: what their actual names were. I never pay attention.
1: Don't remember either, but they are henceforth known as the Twins Phil and Bill. Um, they proceed to throw a knife in the back of the clown, and he falls into the river and is swept downstream. <laughs> but wait! He survives and proceeds to tumble you know, stumble his way through the yard of a a, a beautiful estate party of some Ambassador, ambassador's yeah. house. Um, stumbles through the through the glass door slash window and falls dead, dropping a Fabergé egg on the floor in front of him. Cut Mm-mm. to Bond arriving at headquarters with money Penny and her new assistant who i can't remember her name
0: i didn't even jot it down because i knew we'd only see her for those couple of minutes yep
1: don't remember and her new assistant um they make some little flirts back and forth um between the new assistant and money penny uh, which i thought was kind of funny actually i did too yeah uh, I it was and then bond neat. and then bond proceeds to go in and meet with N, m and the new m we've got new m in this movie yes yep like his previous M died, or the actor died. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the minister discussing the
0: Faberge egg that was a fake. Yeah, there was epic. a someone like an art consult or consultant or something. I forget the the other guy, but yeah, he knew yeah. a lot about art and this egg and stuff like that was there. Uh, that the Faberge egg itself was fake, and it's
1: mentioned also that the clown that was being chased in the intro was double O nine. So we have another double O agent. So it's we're going back to knowing that there's so many double O's in this universe. They just all work in different cases.
0: Now, this is, a, if I'm not mistaken, one of the first times we've seen actually seen a double O agent in the movie. Because they're referenced...
1: Well, with the exception of, I think, Thun, if I remember correctly, I think it was Thunderball where they had the meeting with all ten double O's.
0: Yeah, but you, if I remember correctly, you didn't see all of them, though, right? No, you didn't see their faces or anything. They were just sitting in a, like
1: sitting in a room together.
0: That's right. Okay, but
1: granted, you didn't really see this one's face because he was a clown too. So,
0: well, yeah, good point. I know it's not often that we see other double O's besides seven in these movies. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but from here, we cut to a Russian official meeting talking about cooperation with NATO. One general is very power hungry and does not want to cooperate. He's he's arguing back and forth with the other generals going, listen, you know, here's a plan. Here's what we can do. We can just fucking invade people. about yeah. That, you know, how about we just invade people? This works better. Um, the power hungry general is essentially sold told to shut up by good old Russian general that we know from the last four movies. Yeah, the Russian um, M. That's right. Russian M. We'll call him. Uh, Power-hungry general gets a message and arrive gets a message, um, and excuses himself and goes to an art depository.
0: Saved by the red phone once yeah, again. That's right. Always the red phone. I'm I'm like how he's getting his personal calls on this red phone because you know the red phone is for like emergencies, like you know the world is ending. It's very very bad call the red phone and he's just getting his personal messages on the red phone. I mean like
1: well, according to his personal world, this could be the end of it. Because he no, goes to that that art depository and they talk about the stolen fake Fabergé egg. We find out that this general was apparently running a a jewelry smuggling scheme or something for some strange reason. I don't know why, but that's the plot of the movie, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Yeah, it really <laughs> like the whole Um, Forgery thing made no sense to me at the very beginning. I'm like, all right. I mean, I know it it finally led up to something, but none of it really made any sense to draw me in. I was like, all right, so we're, this movie's about a forgery. Got it.
1: Yep. There's no real MacGuffin in this movie. There's no real international threat. It's just really a fake jewelry smuggling ring, and we'll go from there. (laughs)
0: Pretty much. (laughs) Uh,
1: But they talk about the the stolen fake egg, and we cut to Bond at the at an auction, with the the art guy um, from the from the end meeting as well. During this auction, a lady arrives and sick ne- sits down next to a man named Khan, as he's referenced, um, and Khan and the lady proceed to bid on the egg. Bond proceeds to challenge them by upping the bid on the egg even more. Um, and allowing him to win at the total of half a million pounds bond was like this man needed to buy it like he yep. was like he couldn't walk away without buying it obviously so it was a it was a test to see whether this was the man they needed to follow or not so bond proceeds to follow the lady and con um, don't really remember what happens from here but they follow him they get in a car and then we cut back to bond and in Oh, he, uh, <laughs> Bond sends, a,
0: yeah, I would say after, like, during the auction, I guess, he, he goes to bid for it and this and that, and then uh, they win, and then Bond sends a tail to follow them to wherever it is, like, their hotel or wherever they go. Uh, I can't remember where that is, because then yep. uh, Bond goes back and meets with M, and you know, M is kind of giving a hard time. Like, why were you bidding for this egg? You know, how would you have paid half a million dollars for it? This and that. And Bond's like, "Well, I would have claimed it was a forgery because I swapped the eggs and I have the real one right here in my hand." That's right. <laughs> so, um, which I thought was kind of clever. But then he does talk about how the tail that he sent after them, um, I guess, tracked them to wherever they were going, and then took a flight out, so they know where the bad guys are at.
1: Yep, they were going to India. So uh, Bond it. is sent. On assignment to India, 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 and we cut to Bond arriving by boat, but not before we get a pretty cool sequence of a of a floating helicopter flyby of the Taj Mahal, Mm -hmm. some some pretty cool flight shots. Um, But after all of those flight shots, Bond doesn't does not arrive by the helicopter that's in every single shot. He arrives by boat.
0: Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting too. Like, all right, which Um. was strange, but all right. I do like how he meets his contact though when he finally yes. shows up and, off yes. and gets off of that boat and there's just some people chilling. There's yeah. a guy playing a flute with a snake and there's some there's other snake people charmer. around. Yep. Yeah,
1: snake charmers there and proceeds to play the Bond theme.
0: Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I'm like, oh, yeah. listen yeah. to that. I was like, oh. and then Bond stops and turns around. I'm like, oh, oh, that was planned. Yeah, which tips him you know, tips him a, a British
1: crown and they some co- say some code phrase about it back and forth mm-hmm. um, to confirm that they are the contact. They proceed to hop in a tuk-tuk and discuss con on the way to the hotel. Um, once they get to the hotel, Bond checks in, goes to his balcony and spots the woman from the auction, auction from his balcony. From here, Bond gets all dolled up in his nice, pretty tuxedo, goes down to the hotel bar and meets with the meets with the woman who we now know is Magda is her name, while Khan plays a game of backgammon backgammon against another English major.
0: Hey, real quick, did you catch the uh, when she was getting off the boat? Like when he was looking down off the balcony and she, uh, she was getting off the boat, the boat had a white flag with a uh, gold octopus on it did not see that nope yeah missed that entirely yep I, I i made sure to put a little uh reference in my notes when i was uh watching that scene i'm like oh hey check that out because she's like she gets off this boat and the boat has like a little flag that just it was like a white flag with gold i think it was a gold border and like a gold octopus on it yep
1: which we'll get to that we'll get to that boat later yeah. nope
0: completely missed that
1: sir mm-hmm. good catch um but while uh, Bond and Magda are, are meeting while Khan's playing a game of backgammon and Magda's just not having it. She's just like, yeah, I don't got time for you. So they move on and they go back to the backgammon game of which Bond proceeds. Khan seems to be really good at. It. He always rolls sixes when he needs to. Mm-hmm. He always rolls sixes when he needs to. So Bond jumps in and takes the place of the major, upping the ante of the bet and puts the Fabergé egg up as the bet. Yep. And he wins using Khan's own dice, which happened. Bond notices are weighted to always roll sixes. I thought um, that
0: was pretty clever how he did that, too. Like, yeah, as like
1: the gentleman's agreement or something yep. where, you know, you're allowed to use the other player's dice once per game, which apparently in real life is not a role in backgammon. So mm. it's not a real thing. Apparently. I think it
0: was one of those things where uh, whether it was a real thing or not bond was pretty much calling him out because bond's like look i know you got loaded dice oh it was a power move oh yeah it was absolutely a power move he's like i'm gonna use these dice and either you're gonna let me win your money because you set yourself up for this or you can explain to everyone around you how you've been cheating (laughs) the whole time so like i love that that powerhouse move that the bond played on him he's like oh i got you right where i want you (laughs)
1: um khan accepts defeat you know um writes a check for the for the the casino or the bar to to cash to give bond his money Mm -hmm. meanwhile khan's henchman who is a very very large indian man crushes the dice into powder with his hand and they leave um when they leave bond collects his winnings with his um indian
0: friend who i don't remember the name of uh, I hold Taj, on, Taj, I believe. I don't know something because like Q that. says something about him in the end, uh, or it's like towards the end, he gives him like a he says like a nickname or something. Yeah. Um, we'll get to it either way. Yeah, I can't remember his name because yeah. he's not actually referenced a lot. I mean, he's in it for a good period, but he's no, his but name's his name's not, not said very much. Because Q says something else later on because it wasn't like uh, they called him like a nickname or something. Yeah, um, I think
1: it's Taj, but I'm not sure. So we'll just we'll just move on anyway. Yeah, that makes sense. Him and his him and his Indian friends, you know, split out the money. Bond puts several of them in his pockets and whatnot, and they, and they leave the the, the hotel bar slash casino. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the Indian henchman outside loads a shotgun and is tracking Bond as he li- as he leaves. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our first Tuk Tuk chase that is true bond cinematic universe that
0: is true we haven't had one of these chases before
1: we have not bond gets in bond gets in his tuk tuk with his with his his indian agent fr- agent friend and they take off they realize they're being followed by henchmen and friends throughout the streets of any india they're going back and forth they're weaving in and out of the streets there's tuk tucks going all over the place there's people mm-hmm. jumping out of the ways there's bicycles getting in the way all huge action piece sequence But ladies and gentlemen, there's one man throughout all of this that's been so motivated, so dedicated to his cause throughout these years, these films, his life. There's one man that saw the perfect opportunity. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're speaking of Frank Joseph P. Hinchman the third, if that's his name from what I remember could be wrong. It runs together. Really, really does. Yeah. (laughs) But Frank Joseph P. Hinchman, the third is back ladies and gentlemen. And he finds himself in India this time. If you remember from the last movie, he got back into the Hinchman lifestyle. He's back in it. He's been tracking bond internationally for years now since their last encounter. He is, He is in for a vengeance. He's been training in the Indian martial arts of ninja star stab throwing. (laughs) I'm sure there's a real name for it, but you know, who's got time to Google that?
0: (laughs) Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) So ladies and gentlemen, Frank gets the call from his Indian henchman boss. And he's like, you know, listen, man, I got this. I know this man. I've, I've been tracking him for years. I'm your boy. I'm your boy. I got this. This is my chance. Mm-hmm. So they're driving. A tuk-tuk catches up to Bond's tuk-tuk, and Frank jumps off. Jumps off and lands on Bond's tuk-tuk. They're fighting back and forth. Frank got has his awesome ninja star stabby thing, and he's got Bond held down, and he's ready to make the killing blow. And he just slowly shoves his ninja star into Bond's chest. And we think, you think. Oh, my God.
0: Frank's finally done it.
1: Frank's done it. Ladies and gentlemen, James Bond died in that moment, and Frank became the hero of the remaining films. It's not James Bond in Review anymore. It's Frank in Review.
0: (laughs) It's Frank in Review. (laughs) From henceforth, this is Frank in Review. (laughs) Frank in Review.
1: We wish, because sadly...
0: Frank, Frank not get the spotlight.
1: was unsuccessful, while he did get an edge on Bond, and for the first time ever, outmuscle this devious spy that's ruined his life for the last almost twenty years in the, <laughs> in the Bond universe. <laughs> uh, pretty sure Frank would be in his seventies now, but we won't go there.
0: No, no, he's very fit for his age
1: (laughs) Very fit for his age So Frank stabs Bond in Bond retaliates And shoves Frank off the back of the Back of the the Tuck-tuck As Frank tumbles and falls into the streets He's tumbling and he's like, you know what That's fine Because I killed that man I killed him I finally avenged My life And my family And my three children and my wife that divorced me. I think he had three children. (laughs) I don't remember. I don't don't remember anymore. It's been a while. (laughs) He's been divorced for several movies at this point. It's been a while, ladies and gentlemen. Bear with us. (laughs) But he stands up in the street and he looks to watch the the crumpling corpse of James Bond. And what does he see? But James Bond has survived not only has he survived the wads of money that he lined his pockets with from the casino was what stopped Frank's deadly blade from piercing his skin so sadly ladies and gentlemen for yet another movie James Bond has survived and and Frank is left embarrassed and disappointed but props, this is the closest Frank's ever come to actually killing Bond and That's not
0: catastrophically failing in the process. I mean, I give props to Frank. I mean, I when I watched him jump off that card, I'm like, Frank's going to do it. Frank's really going to do it. I mean, granted, I, I know getting, as some backstory with Bond. I know Frank really isn't going to do it. But besides the point, Frank had that opportunity more so than he's had in any oh, other absolutely. movie. Frank's and getting
1: better, man. He really better. is. He's got like, we're going to get to, we're going to get to like Bonds number 17 and Frank will be like a double O on the other side. Yeah. Of things, yeah. You know,
0: the anti double O is like red. That's He'll probably I right. work for red. He'll <laughs> be red. He'll be the new red. He'll be the new red.
1: <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, that is the story of Frank Joseph P. the III, once divorced, twice arrested three times removed by marriage he has a cousin in in ski slope management i know that yeah from yeah you know. he's had he's several neighbors he's had several neighbors
0: several you know. neighbors lost a
1: couple houses ruined a couple cars couple boats you know but yeah that's the story of bikes. frank joseph p hinchman the 3rd
0: yeah bikes he's not good with bikes but that's okay cuz this uh tuk tuk chase scene uh, continues on without Frank, to the point where, if I'm not mistaken, a couple more shotguns blast and Bond ends up either falling or jumping off of his tuk-tuk. I can't remember exactly which, but then he decides to walk through a um, a little crowded street area, and I'm immediately being flashed back to Indiana Jones. Don't know why. <clears throat> it could have been the guy laying on the uh, bed of nails. Could have been another guy with a sword in his throat. Uh, doing, like, parlor tricks. Um, it could have been everyone else in town trying to attack him and follow him around. I'm not exactly sure. But I just i kept thinking that I, I hit the channel button and was watching a different movie there for a while. But I was wrong. This is still Bond. It's just very, very similar. <laughs> I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, it, it was this whole scene was literally like a flashback of uh, Indiana Jones, in my opinion. Oh yeah, it was.
1: It was it, yeah. It was it was Indiana Jones. Ask. I mean, swords, wall over the bed of nails, the cold yeah, walking. Yeah. You know, you <clears throat> basically Bond takes out several guards or several chasing henchmen using these various methods. Yeah, the fire. One of them on a bed of yeah, nails. Yeah. There was the, one the guy with the was cold the walking character. Mm-hmm. You know, stabs um, one with the sword. You know,
0: but what I, what I thought was cool. Is once that was all said and done, you know, Bond's getting through the town. And um, I, I, I did go through my notes. Uh, my reference to him was BJ, because I think that's what Q called him later on. So maybe it was Taj or something. I don't know. But I, I put BJ down. But anyway, Bond's um, helper, who was driving the Tectar, comes back around, picks him back up. And they run off. And they take this turn down this little alley. And there's uh, a big poster on the wall, the dead end of the Well, problem. not
1: before... <clears throat> They empty their pockets and throw, throw oh, all that's their right! Money all the, the money streets. they had left,
0: they threw it all out, and it brought the crowd to create crowds a
1: in. crowd, blocking the yep. their, their pursuers
0: from following. That's right. I forgot about that. They, they threw all the money. Like, easy come, easy go. He says, um, and then they they turn down this alley where it's like a dead end. There's a poster, uh, block, you know, hanging on the wall, and they just whoosh, straight through this poster, and then drops a new poster to cover it up. Which I thought was really cool because then when the the bad guys finally get down, then they're looking around. There's no one there. Except for this old guy just chilling on a little little corner there, just kind of staying around like nothing ever happened. I'm guessing he was the lookout. I don't know. And they just walk away. It's like, where did they go? But where they went, what I thought was kind of clever. They went to their secret hidden base. Which, if you're ready for this, Eric, I was hoping you'd get a little breath here in between. Now kicks off
1: cue time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Q-Time for the James Bond in Review episode of Octopussy. For this episode, we have temporarily outsourced Q-Labs to India for a one-time special event where we have multiple special, special items to offer you in this episode of Q-Time. We have what I like to call stiff rope, limp rope. We have (laughs) Doran. <clears throat> knock knock who's there spike trap we have and this one's a little bit boring name but we we just got acid, pen. acid, pen, acid yep. pin acid 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 pin the name says it's all acid pin you squirt the squirt the ink into a little bowl it dissolves any metal that it, that that it touches simple enough we've seen it before that's nothing big that's that's that comes free with any of your next purchases but what we really want to talk about ladies and gentlemen is stiff rope limp rope and knock knock who's their spike trap <laughs> because <laughs> ladies and gentlemen do you remember in gym class where that bastard coach made you climb the rope constantly 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 just yelling at you mercilessly the entire time well you can fool that little bastard in one one quick and easy method by buying yourself your very own stiff rope limp rope what ask you, ask me ladies and gentlemen what a stiff, r- stiff rope limp rope do that's a lot harder to say than i anticipated <laughs> well it rises like a serpent from its own coil with you on it so you can climb the rope without actually climbing you're just rising <laughs> up rising up rising up until the very tippy tippy top you look down and you say fuck you gym coach phil or whatever your coach's name was i can do it myself full disclosure ladies and gentlemen um the other side of stiff stiff rope is limp rope which um if you are over 35 pounds um stiff rope will fall when you get about 15 feet off the ground and you will tumble and look like a giant pussy in front of your entire gym class full disclosure with that said, with those kinks worked out, you know, we are going to discount the stiff rope limp rope down to 12 easy payments of 99.99. It's not that big of a deal. Not that big of a deal. We are discounting it down. Stiff rope stiff rope limp rope will continue to be developed at Q Labs and we'll get it working perfectly eventually. But we'll move on to the next product on the agenda, ladies and gentlemen. We have Knock Knock Who's There Spike Trap. Now, do you always have that pesky neighbor coming by to ask you for, for, for a cup of sugar or those annoying Girl Scouts or, or, or people that want you to sign their petition. You know, all you want to do when you're at home is be left alone, right? Right. When you hear a knock on the door, you're never like, oh, I wonder who's there. It's always, who's this bastard trying to sell me something, right? I know I'm not alone in this. So you need the knock, knock, who's there spike trap. Well, ladies and gentlemen, gone are those days from here on out. Because of what the Knock Knock Who's There Spike Trap does is any passerby who happens to knock on your door simply once using the, using our patented Knock Knock door knocker, which is scientifically engineered to emotionally encourage people to want to pull it. You know, you ever go by a nice fancy hotel and they've got that nice lion door knocker that you just compulsively want to use Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's essentially what it is you're just subconsciously compelled to use this door knocker now ladies and gentlemen ask me what what happens when the casual passer -er, the petition person the the girl scouts the 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 salesman whoever it may be knocks on your door i'm curious you're curious jordan i am curious well well it's quite simple good sir spikes extend from the door and the door slams open killing the person instantaneously and pegging them on their own, on on your doorframe It's a delightful delightful sight to be seen from the inside while you're sipping your your martini shaken not stirred mind you and enjoying your peaceful afternoon watching james bond in review <laughs> Or listening to James Bond. Excuse me.
0: (laughs) What's the price Um, on that thing?
1: That, ladies and gentlemen, is a premium tier item that we're only offering because we've currently outsourced to QLab India. Those guys at QLab India are a very special breed. They're the only people that are crazy enough to think of the knock-knock-who's-there spike trap. So because of import rates and, you know, and and rupees translated to pounds, translated to dollars, it's a little pricey. So the knock-knock-who's-there spike trap is going to run you about 12 payments of $9,999.99. But let's be honest, that's a small price to pay for home security and peace of mind. You can walk around naked in your house, drink in those those martinis shaken not stirred, and never worried about being bothered by knocks at your door again. Thank you for joining us <laughs> for this time. episode of Q Time Octopussy
0: Edition. <laughs> so, so two things real quick. One, that is the best name ever, and I laughed every time you said it so quickly and so clearly. How you didn't stumble on that more, I don't know. And the knock-knock who's there spike traffic. Yes. Yes. That's priceless. Um, and then the second thing was I was waiting for you to say because it was so expensive that it'd be, it would be like 12 easy payments of a dollar. <laughs> like I kept waiting for him. Like please tell me it's going to be a dollar. Just say a dollar. That's all I, I should want to With With it being so expensive and the rubies and all that, I was like and just after, say a dollar. After
1: translation, it's going to be 12 even payments of, of 99 cents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: That would have been even better.
1: Oh, man. Uh,
0: well, that was good Q time. <laughs> they, they, uh, they honestly, they crack me up every time. I, I do my best <laughs> to not laugh hysterically while you're doing your spiel. <clears throat> so after Q time, we pretty much jump to the next scene where, because Bond essentially gets all of his cool new gadgets, like his acid pen that we didn't really get into because it's not important at this point in time of the movie. Um he gets himself and he moves yes, on. Yes, the pin
1: is nothing compared to the knock-knock cruiser spike No,
0: that's like the coolest name ever. And I kind of <laughs> want one of those doors now. But I'd feel bad <laughs> if someone actually goes knocking on it. So we'll put that around back. Um, he... I don't know exactly where he shows up. It's somewhere like outside. Well, first thing Q
1: equips the egg with the tracker. That oh, that's right. I, that. I skipped yeah.
0: over all that because it was just Q time, and then the next scene. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. He did uh, put the tracker in the uh, the egg, uh, mm-hmm. and he got the new watch that has the uh, tracker that goes to it and all. Um, but I guess in the next scene when he he's like walking through, I guess it's a town or something. Because I, I know he was, he's greeted and they, um, he's told that his table is ready yeah. and his guest is waiting for yeah. him.
1: He arrives back at the hotel. Um, is that what it, is is, okay, it was the yeah, hotel. Yeah, and is, and is, is greeted saying that there's, there's a guest waiting for him for dinner. And he meets with Magda, who they proceed to have yep. dinner. They have a brief conversation back and forth, talking about Khan and the auction and this, that, and the other thing. And then they go back to Bond's hotel and they just get down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They just make whoopee. We have hard sexy time going on right now. Bond references an octopus tattoo that she has on her, and she mentions, "That's my little octopusy," mm-hmm. which is the first movie movie Reference. name title used in this uh, in this movie movie. How many more times can I say movie in this in this in this <laughs> sentence? I can say about <laughs> maybe three. Um. During this time, we right, see meow. Khan, who drops off his his large Indian henchman, who goes into the hotel. Then we cut to the morning, where Bond is Bond wakes up as Magda is stealing the egg. But Bond mm. seems to be he sees it. He's not. He you know he's he's letting it happen because, yep. as we mentioned, it's being tracked, so he can use this. But he doesn't Magda, let her know. No. Magda gets dressed in this nice flowy dress, walks out to the back balcony, ties it to the railing, says goodbye to Bond, and literally flips off and repels off the back balcony using her own dress props as it unravels her. and undresses and she ends up in bra and panties at the bottom of the on, on the ground. And I was like, That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I'm not Prop, props lie. to
0: her. That was that was a good exit. I'm yeah, sure Bond was, was impressed too, because he was yeah, like, All right,
1: yeah. cool. Yeah, whether she's a bad guy or not, I would be aroused if that happened to me as well. I'd be like, all right, cool, you know, call me.
0: Yeah. Call me later. Um, he doesn't get to say that, though, because he gets knocked
1: out. He gets knocked out. Um, because once Magda hops off the railing and goes into the car with Khan, we see that his Indian henchman has been there the entire time. Mm-hmm. And knocks Bond <laughs> out. We cut to Khan arriving at a palace with the egg where there are super women guards. There's women everywhere, but there's specific women dressed like superheroes that are the guards. Khan walks through these, or er, is escorted by these women and meets with another woman whose face is not being shown.
0: Mysterious <laughs> woman.
1: Mysterious woman. It's shown that she has a pet octopus, a blue-ringed octopus. That's pretty cool. The yeah, same. Man. That's right. The same octopus that we saw in the tattoo with Magda. Mm -hmm. Um, (coughs) We see that Khan has been working for this woman all along, that they got the egg back. And uh, Magda gives the order, or not Magda, the mystery woman gives the order to take out Bond. From here, Bond wakes up. And sees Khan, looks out of the balcony and sees Khan arriving back at the hotel with the egg. Mm-hmm. Bond checks the doors and realizes he's captive in his own room. But the door opens long enough for the Indian henchman to invite Bond to dinner with Khan and Miss Magda. After dinner, they have dinner. They have a conversation back and forth about you know the taking of the egg. Blah 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 blah. blah. Just bad guy speak. Think the doc. Think the doctor no dinner scene. It's about the same.
0: Pretty much, yeah. After dinner,
1: Bon is taken back to his room, and once he's in the room, he uses the patented acid acid pin, which if you remember from Q time, we involves didn't talk how metal that. it touches. <laughs> I mentioned it very briefly.
0: <laughs> well you did. We but didn't it, we didn't offer it for sale though.
1: And also well, remember it, it, it is it is free with any purchase of the knock knock who's there spike trap. Oh. Uh, or or the stiff rope limp rope.
0: Never mind. See, I wasn't yes. paying attention to the acid pen, so therefore I, I missed all that.
1: Yes. Yeah, comes free with any purchase. So think of that as a bonus. <laughs> Uses the acid pen, acid pen to melt the bars from his window and sneaks out, witnessing a helicopter land with the angry Russian general mm-hmm. um, walking out of it. Bond proceeds to escape by seeking, sneaking through Magna's room um, while she's distracted and follows Khan and the general, but Magna has seemed to have spotted, spot him, mm. spotted him, but doesn't say anything. doesn't. I thought that was him.
0: kind of neat too. Pretty yeah. clever.
1: Um, Bond follows them, listens and learns of the plans of the general and Khan, which is to smuggle these fake jewels slash real jewels and do something with them because it makes sense for the plot of the movie.
0: I think it has something to do yeah.
1: with. <sighs> I mean, it has to do with East Germany and West Germany, but it's something yeah. to do with dumb jewel smuggling, man. It's just such a loose plot.
0: I mean, it really is, but it had something to do with the smuggling as far as, like, I, I don't know if they were making the replicas so they could take the original ones and then, you know, pass them off and they have the like, essentially what I thought is they were going to, pass off the fake ones as the real ones and then keep the real ones and try and sell them to make money is, is that's what is, i interpreted it's, it yeah that's how I interpreted either way
1: it, it's not a it's not like a political intrigue it's just thieves no. it just happens to be one of them's a russian general i mean it's, it's it's weird yeah but anyway the russian general gives the order to kill bond during this time bond hides in a meat locker with pigs and dead people hanging there for some reason And gets locked in accidentally by the Indian henchmen. Mm -hmm. Um, They go to find Bond in his room, and naturally he's not there. So they discover his escape and proceed to initiate a manhunt where they literally pull the entire village... And every person within 30 square miles of this palace to hunt James Bond with elephants and guns and you name mm-hmm. it, it's there. Um, they orchestrate this very, very quickly, it seems. Bond proceeds to escape, disguising himself as a corpse from the meat locker and scaring some poor gentlemen as they <laughs> attempt to throw the cor- throw the corpses into the ditch. That was kind of funny. Uh, um. But the moment he escapes, he's instantly seen by the everybody, by Khan and and the henchmen, um, and a village worth of, worth of people begin chasing him through the, throughout the jungle. Various antics are used, including Bond of the Jungle, where he swings vine <laughs> to vine, screaming like Tarzan for some. Inexplicable reason.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. There's um. There was a couple things went on in this scene that I was yeah, like, all I mean, of this is pointless, but okay. Like,
1: there's the him shushing the tiger. There's the him uh, dropping on the ground in the middle of everybody with a snake crawling over him and unlatching the the elephant harness. Yeah, there's, there's the that, alligator that chases him for half a second.
0: Uh, he I runs mean, through a web with like giant spiders and he like smushes it's one really on his arm yeah it's just weird. all over the place yeah yeah um,
1: but the bond of the oh there jungle. was leeches
0: he, he, after the bond of a jungle and he fell into the water and like he comes up with a leech on him or something he just pulls out a lighter and just <gasps> like yeah.
1: Really? yeah. what
0: was the point of that you weren't even literally, in the water long enough for the thing to find you
1: <laughs> literally the bond of the jungle Tarzan swing is my favorite my favorite cheesy Roger Moore element Next to the good, the bad and the bond where he was dressed as a cowboy and and (laughs) bond and bond of Arabia.
0: Yes. Yeah. We
1: we seem to have themes in the Roger Moore where there's small scenes that really don't have much precedence in the movie where they temporarily become a completely different movie.
0: Yeah, I I mean, some of
1: them work like bond of Arabia actually kind of worked. That the one. good, the bad, and the Bond didn't work at all. And Bond of the Jungle absolutely didn't no, work. <laughs> no.
0: And I like that the whole Indiana Jones scene from earlier. I wouldn't even count that, though, though, because he didn't really look like he was Indiana Jones. It's just the no, scene I mean, played out like yeah. Indiana Jones. I mean, I, so I thought I guess, that, yeah. that
1: scene was fine. I didn't mind yeah. that scene. That scene was
0: fine. I think it would have been um, better had he been, like somehow in that scene, like, grabs a hat and, like, a whip or something, then that would have been worthy of our little uh, Roger Moore movie crossover (laughs) event going on here.
1: Um, But Bond proceeds after his glorious Tarzan swing. He does escape by running through the jungle and coming across a passing tour boat, um, which he swims to
0: and is rescued by. <laughs> I loved how the woman like after he swims to the boat and climbs aboard, and they all help him on. The woman's like, "Are you part of this tour?" Yeah. <laughs> like, I like, forget what oh. he says. <laughs> but he's he's like, like, "No,
1: I'm yeah. part of some other tour." He, he mentions yeah. another tour. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh-huh. I, I laughed hysterically because I was right there with him. I'm like, "You just watched him get chased by a whole bunch of elephants and stuff in the woods, then <sighs> he, you know, jumped into the water and swam to your boat." At yeah. any other point in time, did you see him on this boat part of your tour beforehand?
1: Nope. Uh. From here, we cut to good old James Bond getting massage and catching up with his contacts. Um, the, the Indian gentleman in queue on the events of the previous few days or however long it's been. Um, we find out that Octopussy is the name of the faceless woman and that she has her own ma- floating mansion, um, in the middle of the water in India. And Bond bon decides he needs to make, it, you know, make a visit, if you will. Mm-hmm. So he proceeds to sneak onto the floating mansion via crocodile submarine snorkel system.
0: Which I thought was pretty um, clever as a, uh, a spy gadget. It is a marketed marked
1: improvement over the duck snorkel system that we saw in one of the... Um, Sean Connery Bonds. I don't remember which one. Oh, yeah, I think the duck it was hat. from Russia with Love, actually. Yeah, the, the, duck the duck hat in the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, marked improvement over the duck hat, I will say. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but once he arrives on the mansion, Bond is instantly spotted on camera and is essentially greeted by Octopussy the moment he walks in the room. They have a conversation about her jewelry smuggling industry. um and they seem to be old friends you know bond knew her father and allowed her father to commit suicide rather than being captured um so octopussy seems to have a bit of respect for for bond it seems Mm -hmm. um they have a conversation back and forth just as khan arrives bond hides behind the door as khan's let into the room and octopussy mentions that there's a friend here to stay khan turns around and there's bond khan asks for the opportunity to redo the events of the last couple days and actually successfully kill bond but octopussy basically puts bond under her protection and he's invited to stay for a few days as a guest of octopussy um octopussy orders her her wonder woman henchman to put extra guards on bond's room for the night because she knows that khan is just not having this Mm -hmm. and it's a good thing too because we cut to a very grim and dark bar where Khan and his Indian henchmen are recruiting yet more people to assassinate Bond, including Sawblade Henchmen. Sawblade Yo-Yo Henchmen.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, I had that it's, on there too. Yeah, uh, the Yo-Yo Saw, that's what I called it.
1: Yes. Um, so Khan and Henchmen recruit Sawblade yo-yo, saw Yo-Yo Man and friends to assassinate Bond. And then we cut straight to Q Fishing, just enjoying an afternoon, you know, seeing what the rivers of India have. But he's actually keeping an eye out on Bond, keeping an eye out on the floating mansion. Um, He changes places with uh, the Indian agent, who I can't remember the name of.
0: I I put BJ down, so I'm pretty sure that's what Q Q mentions BJ. So I don't know if that was supposed to be initials or Um, something, but...
1: Uh, but anyway, bon, uh, Q trades places with him and it was like, you know, I'll relieve you at midnight <clears throat> We cut to bond and Octopussy who are walking through as they talk about her operation um, They go back into her office and bond finds an ad for Octopussy's circus featuring a clown which looks oddly reminiscent to the clown that 009 was dressed as in the beginning of the movie Octopussy mentions that she has to leave for a business trip to Europe and invites Bond to stay until she gets back. Um, Bond de- you know, declines going, I might not be here when you get back. Kind of got shit to do. Mm-hmm. They seem to have an argument back and forth, but it's made up with glorious, epic, hard whoopee in an octopus-shaped bed. Waterbed, too. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, to get a little personal, having never had sex on a waterbed, I don't think it would be fun. I don't know. I don't think Probably it be would be. I, I could <laughs> I don't think I could get into that, man. <laughs> that be would be that would be really difficult for me.
0: Interesting. But anyway,
1: <clears throat> we cut to Bond's Indian agent friend, BJ or VJ or Naje or whatever his name <laughs> may be, um, <laughs> being taken out by henchmen and friends with Yo-Yo Sawblade Man, um. I'm going to call him Yo-Yo Saw from here on out. Like Yo-Yo Ma. Yeah,
0: I (laughs) I just put Yo-Yo Saw, yeah. He's going to be Yo-Yo Saw.
1: Bon wakes up as the assassins sneak onto the floating palace. He reacts right before Yo-Yo Saw strikes. um, And a fight breaks out. We have an awesome little fight scene of of him throwing these assassins back and forth. Him taking out Sawblade Man. um, Him... Bashing the face of a henchman into um <clears throat> into a uh into the tank of the octopus as the blue ringed octopus face hugs him like a freaking alien face hugger.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I think uh, in the last, Octopus I suppose he jumps in and, like, Trank's out. uh Trank's, like, one or two yeah, other guys,
1: Yeah, yeah, jumps in jumps in and knocks out a couple of them as
0: well. And, and just um, a curious, uh out of curiosity, the saw comes down when they're in the bed, and you see it, like, tearing up all the pillows. He must have had just, uh, you know, too short of a string, because had that gone another couple of inches, I feel like that waterbed just would have, like, you know, cut open. Water would have gone everywhere. There probably would have been sure a, a big flood. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I think in the long run, he needs to get a little bit extra length on his yo-yo. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He needs to need a little bit more length length to walk the dog. If you will.
0: Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Um. <laughs> Good fight scene though.
1: But yes, uh, bonds fighting the last henchman and they fly through the window and fall into the water as they're fighting back and forth. A crocodile is approaching and strikes pulling both men under the water and the water goes still. Octopusy shares, you know, sheds a small tear, believing Bond to be dead. But wait, we cut to Bond arriving on the opposite shore via the croc sub. Yes. So apparently, the croc sub is remote con- remote controlled, and it can act like a real crocodile, taking out henchmen in the process. It seems.
0: Although I'm pretty sure that Bond took out the henchman and then just jumped with the croc and and took off. But
1: Eh, either way. (laughs) Um, But uh, Bond arrives on the opposite shore in the croc sub, meets with Q and the body of BJ, the Indian agent. Mm -hmm. Um, Q mentions that he was alive when Q arrived, but he, he, he died saying that it was Khan's men that did it. Uh, Bond says he has to go to a circus in Berlin mm-hmm. in East Germany mind you which is currently owned by the Russians during this time period because this is before the fall of the Berlin Wall cut to Berlin where Bond gets his new ID and is taken through the the checkpoint into East Germany Bond sees Khan. Bond arrives at the circus and sees Khan and the Russian General, along with Octopussy, across the way at the circus. Bond proceeds to sneak around and follow Khan and the General and Octopussy as they go around back and seal the stolen jewels into a train car to be delivered. Bond is taken for a ride underneath this train car as the train car is pulled away into a tunnel where they change it out for an identical train car Mm -hmm. that has a bomb put into the cannon Yeah, it's like the bottom
0: trap door to the cannon, so where the cars are identical, the only difference is the one has the bomb, the other one has the jewelry. Yes. Yes, exactly.
1: Um, And then that car proceeds to start moving forward. Meanwhile, on the gym train car, Bond proceeds to fight with Phil, the knife guy.
0: Are you sure not it was Bill. Bill?
1: Not Bill. No, this was Phil. Phil, sure the knife Phil? guy. Okay. Bond proceeds to fight with Phil, the knife guy, on the gym train car and proceeds to load him in the cannon to hide his body once he defeats him and reclaims a gem from the container. <clears throat> takes the his uh, clothes, too, doesn't he? Yeah, it takes his clothes <clears throat> as well. Um... The Russian general boards this gym car as Bond strikes. The general proceeds to reveal his plan to blow up the action the, the real train across the border. Or to, to you know, to blow up the circus across the border in West Germany, causing chaos, it seems, for some unknown reason why they would have to blow it up, but,
0: you know, it is what it is. It's, it's briefly explained, but I think the point of this is it starts some type of war. Um, well, it's all during
1: Cold War time, which had much yeah. to
0: do with East Germany and West Germany. So, I mean, well, I get
1: that, but it's a very loose story, man. Like, it's... I mean, well, yeah, it is. But if you remember at the loose.
0: beginning when he was um, in the war room and he was talking about how the, he, they could take, like, their power, they could take over more territory yeah <clears throat> that was his plan he, he wanted to yeah. set off an explosion and create chaos so that they could easily take over more territory that, yeah. was, that was his power hungry plan from the beginning and jewelry smuggling was just some means of doing it to get mm-hmm. him to that point
1: um but during this time a gunfight breaks out and the general manages to escape during this time um <clears throat> Um, during this time, Bond steals a car, um, you know, the, 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 bomb car has already left with the actual train mm-hmm. and Bond steals a car and pops the tires, pops the tires on it during a uh, roadblock and turns on the train track and uses it as a train to catch up to the main train. Bond jumps from the car to the train, right as an oncoming train takes out his car. And throws it from the tracks and ruins some poor guy's fishing trip. There's like (laughs) six dudes, three of them in a boat, a couple of them on shore, and just a car just lands on them and knocks them out of their boat. Ruins that poor trip. Bond's just all about ruining innocent people's lives, man. Like, -hmm. like the more I learn about Bond in these movies, the more I don't like him. I mean, (laughs) like, rude, right? Right, I mean those guys—they're not going to get their boat replaced. They're not going to get their boat reimbursed. No one's going to buy them a new
0: Probably boat. Not. Think about all the fish that got scared away.
1: Im's going to deny the activity even happened. It's going to yeah. be something that is gets swept under the rug. It never happened.
0: Hmm. Sigh,
1: sigh. But anyway, we're not talking about the fishing gin. We're t- g- fishing gentlemen. We're talking about James fucking Bond, ladies and gentlemen. So once he jumps onto the uh, onto the the, the the real train. He proceeds to sneak into the bomb area and hides in a monkey suit.
0: Props to him and his spycraft, Resor- right. resourcefulness.
1: He's just in a monkey suit with his eyes clearly visible, <laughs> just standing in the corner of the room. It's like that video. Did you you ever you ever did this in high school where they were talking about you know? It, it was like I took a class on like like the art of dis- visual distraction or something. And it's like a video where there's a bunch of people dancing, and during the middle of them dancing, a guy in a gorilla suit walks through the middle of the, the room. And, like, no. because you're so distracted with the dancing, you don't see it. And at the end of the video, it's like, did you see the guy walk through the walk, you know, walk with the gorilla suit? And it's like 70% of people w- won't see that. And then if you rewind the video, yeah, there was a dude with a gorilla suit in the middle of the room. So no, it's, yeah, I have ever of seen thing. that. Anyway, we're old, so look it up. Highly recommend it. Um, I spoiled it for you because you're going to immediately see the guy in the gorilla suit because you know it's coming. Yes. (laughs) So I kind of spoiled it. But either way, you'll get an insight into younger Eric that day. Indeed. Whereas Eric was firmly in the 70% who didn't fucking see it the first time. (laughs) But anyway, Bond's hiding in the monkey suit as they talk about their plan and Listen, we're gonna set this bomb for four—you know, the bomb set for four hours. It's gonna blow up at 3:45 once the circus starts. We all need to meet up at 2:45 so we can get the hell away. We gotta be more than 20 20 miles away from this bond I, Khan says, I assume all of you will be on time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Bond's hiding in the monkey suit as they cross the border of the train. As they cross the border into West Germany. Meanwhile, the Russian general catches up and forces his way through the border blockade to try and catch the train and is shot dead by the West German guards because you just don't fucking do that. You can't just run through borders, whether you're military or not. You just can't do that.
0: Not to mention, by this point in time, the Russian M has kind of caught on to... Olaf, I think is it was the Russian general Olaf, something like that, yeah. And uh, was kind of trying to track him down because he found the jewelry in the back of the car and was trying to track him down to figure out, you know, what was going on and to stop him essentially. And this is where he kind of like talks to him at the border. And he's like, "Oh, you didn't make it, and you're a thief, yep. and you're just stealing everything, and then, lets him die." Yeah,
1: lets him die. Um, meanwhile, after Khan and friends activate the bomb in the in the train car, uh the henchman sword swipes the monkey suit, but Bond is magically not in it anymore and escapes to the roof of the train. Bond proceeds to work his way to the front of the train, going on the side of the car, gets seen by Khan at some point who shoots out the window. The henchmen attempt to stop him. We have all sorts of fight sequences going on on this on this on this train mm-hmm. eventually. Bond goes back up to the top of the train and is met with Bill. The knife man. The knife man. If you remember, Phil the knife man has already been taken out by Bond and is currently, body his body's stuffed in a cannon way back in, in East Germany. Um, so, Phil, Bill. <laughs> yeah, Bill's in the cannon, <laughs> Bill's on the train. Bill's on the train. Bond and Bill have a knife off and they proceed to both fall off the train bond runs from bill bill is able to using his tactical knife throwing skills pin bond to a door of a shack that is in the middle of the woods but on the last throw as 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 bill proceeds to run towards bond to stab him for his brother bond kicks open the door um tripping up bill and pulls the knife from the wall and throws it killing poor bill well at least phil and bill are in heaven and or hell together
0: (laughs) unless one went one one way one went the other
1: i i like to think phil was a better person than bill like they're both assassins but i think phil like felt bad about it bill was the one that started it all and phil just kind of you know was was looking out for his big brother I mean, I know they're twins, but one's one's got to be older by like a minute, right? I mean, sure, <laughs> makes sense. I'll go along with it. So, I think Phil's a better person, you know, in my mind. I think Phil's better.
0: So, they could have gone different directions.
1: They could have, possibly, indeed. Um, if mm. if there, if there is an afterlife, when I get to the when I get to the pearly gates with Peter, I'll be like, yo, send me where Phil went. <laughs> That'll either work out for me or against me. We'll see. So either way, you still have a 50-50 chance. I got a 50-50 shot either way, (laughs) which is about what I have in real life. So it works. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So after Bond kills poor Bill, we cut to the parade of the circus arriving on a uh, what seems to be an American military base in, in West Germany, um, as there's Air Force and, and, and whatnot uniforms there. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we cut to seeing that the bomb explodes in one hour. Bond is attempting to hitch a ride with people, but several people are ignore, ignoring them, except for some dick kids who fake pull over to fake him out. And I'll be yeah. like, listen, the first thing I would have done if I was Bond when I got back to London is hunted those bastards down. <laughs> Like, that's the first thing I would have done. Like, from that moment, I would have gone rogue if I was Bond. I would have absolutely gone rogue. 100% would have gone rogue. So after some dick kids fake Bond out, Bond manages to get a ride with some fat German family that are trying to force feed him sausages and, and just talking <laughs> back and forth in German the entire time. Um Bond finally arrives in a small town and gets cut in line by some rude old hag who feels the need to use the phone to talk to her friend Phyllis um for some reason. So what does Bond do? He does what I would have done stole her fucking car and drives his own way into town. But the police see Bond steal this car, and he's being chased by the police as we cut as we cut back to Khan. And Friends, as they leave the circus to get out of the range of the Bond, they're like, listen, we gotta get the fuck out. So Khan and Friends, a.k.a. Khan and the Indian henchmen, they're the only two left in this movie, leave the circus, but who do they leave behind? Octopussy Mm -hmm. and Magda are still there. So we seem to have a double cross going on, so ladies and gentlemen. Because Magda and Octopussy are none the wiser of what's actually going on. So while Bond's being chased... Uh, by the police to the circus he passes Khan in the process con's henchman points out that that was james bond and con says let him go we got to get out of the range the bond's gonna bomb's gonna blow up anyway so it'll just take out another problem for us mm-hmm. which is honestly fair point because i wouldn't go back
0: if no. i knew i had
1: to be 20 miles away to survive hell no i'm not going back so Bond is chased all the way to the circus and arrives at the circus with five minutes remaining. Manages to escape from the pursuing police and dresses as a the clown that we saw from the beginning. We have a reoccurring theme here. Bond sneaks into the circus and warns the general and Octopussy that there is a bomb about to go off. The general doesn't, or the the general doesn't seem to believe him. And Bond panics and starts, you know, smashing at the bomb. And Octopussy, as he's pulled away by the military personnel, Octopussy pulls a gun and shoots the lock, opening the bomb. Bond is able to disarm the, bo- disarm the bomb at the very last second.
0: Mm-hmm. Just in o- the nick of time.
1: Just in the nick of time. Octopussy is pissed. Oh, yes. And mentions, mentions to Magna about being double-crossed. Where, and, and says something along the lines of, where where would you know, where would Khan go?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, Khan would go back to India. Because that's where we cut back to. While Khan and friends are packing to leave permanently. Loading his money in his bags and all sorts of goodies. Octopussy and her pussycats is what I'm going to refer to them as.
0: <laughs> I just call them Girl Squad.
1: <clears throat> That'll work too. Sneak into Khan's mansion, disguising themselves as, as entertainers, while some of them sneak above the walls, taking out guards as they go.
0: I have to say, they uh, made a very clever entrance. It was very sneaky. Oh, they like took. They were better than the ninjas. Oh, absolutely. The trained Bond. I mean, come on. And that volcano, like, hidden lair thing? I mean, those guys had nothing on these girls.
1: No, no, these girls were killer. Yeah. Literally. <laughs>
0: Props, uh, literally props. killer.
1: Um, Octopussy manages to sneak into Khan's room using what is a circus technique, but is essentially a a, a full and blatant ripoff of the stiff stiff rope limp rope technique. <laughs> which you know I'm sure our lawyers will, our lawyers will be having a conversation with them um, in the near future. Because um, it's just a, it's just a cheap knockoff of the stiff rope limp rope. All they did is took took our Indian Q Lab technology and and um, they may have perfected it in the form of an actual pole, but we won't go there uh, <laughs> because it's 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 detrimental to our case. <laughs> but the point of the matter is Octopussy gets in the gets in Khan's room. <laughs> um.
0: And yeah, I like how they, they just, just leave the pole there. Like she's already in right. and they just, they all just stay where they're at, just which is there. not noticeable at all.
1: Yep. Khan sends, uh, his, his henchman down to the horses to get everything ready and says, I will join you in a moment during this time. Once the henchmen leave Oxypussy enters the room and, and approaches Khan mentioning that she's super pissed about this whole situation The henchman, meanwhile, sees the girls and realizes that this is shit's going down. So when the door busts open, she is distracted and she is taken by Khan and the henchman. Mm -hmm. She's distracted long enough to give the upper hands given to Khan and his henchman. But wait, from the distance, what do we see? What do we see coming across the horizon if not the Union Jack hot air balloon flown by good old Q himself wearing a pilot's helmet which I loved
0: the classic Q I, I know I love indeed this scene too. a
1: leather pilot's helmet and he approaches with Bond Bond hops on a rope and swings into the mansion taking out guards machine gunning him down while following Cond and his henchmen. <clears throat> and the kidnapped octopusy, mm-hmm. Colin and friends escape via hearse via horse not hearse but bond is quick in pursuit to hops on a horse of his own meanwhile q helps the remaining ladies at the at the mansion <laughs> stay out, out with the balloon f- take out the <clears throat> final guards with the balloon and he's getting some well-deserved lady attention for his help with the rescue so props to q Q des- Q deserves one, right? Ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Everyone clap for Q. Round of applause for Q. Yep, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Shout out for Q getting some for the first time in these movies. Assuming uh, allegedly, allegedly, you know. Conan uh, friends arrive at the pla- at, at a plane which is seems to be their final escape. Bond and his horse run 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 they, they ride 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 and bond jumps on the plane last minute as it takes off Khan proceeds to fly the plane spin it back and forth attempting to shake bond off once he thinks he's got bond off he doesn't <laughs> bond disables the right engine of the plane and it goes dead causing the plane to start going towards the ground
0: it just—it reminded me of those, like, commercials where there's like, they're a little squirrel or something just playing on the plane, or it's just like, where'd he go? He's gone. <laughs> no, he's not. He's over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
1: but it's Khan decides so it would be a good idea to send his henchman out to take out Bond, and the henchman's like, yo, listen, we're, like, in the air.
0: You, you, have you serious?
1: That? Like, no joke. Uh, uh, okay. I mean, you're paying me, so sure. So he gets out of the he gets out of the wing of the plane to take out Bond, but almost immediately gets thrown off the plane.
0: Yes, because Bond takes the antenna because it just has a random antenna on the, on the and smacks, smacks him in the face, <laughs> <laughs> causing him to fall the off the plane while it's in the air.
1: Yeah, while the plane is is, is continuing to hurtle towards the ground, Bond get, you know manages to make his way inside the plane, grab him an Octopussy, and they jump out of the plane just as the just as it grazes the top of a mountain. The plane continues to fall towards the earth, crashing and killing Khan. From here, we cut to the Russian general with the minister and M denying the events
0: (laughs) never happened. Nothing (laughs) happened here.
1: As I told you, that poor fishing family never (laughs) got their goddamn (laughs) boat replaced because the events were denied. Oh, poor uh, bastards, man! Um, and we cut to Bond being laid up on Octopussy's boat with a broken yes. leg, broken arm, because uh, he's injured.
0: Because, when I remember correctly, uh, the Russian M was like, "Oh yeah, you know everything's good. Nothing, nothing happened. You know, don't worry about it." Uh, the only thing we asked is that we could get our you know, Russian star back, whatever it was. They had yeah. a little star jewelry that Bond had confiscated during the final chase scenes and all and they're like oh well unfortunately due to injuries our agent hasn't been able to travel yet
1: yes so we cut to Bond being laid up on Octopussy's boat in bed injured but not really because he immediately rips off the cast and initiates epic level sexy time with Octopussy Mm -hmm. as the credits begin to roll and we have yet another sexy time boat ending for james Bond.
0: back to the stupid boat ending thing we have we finally got rid of them for like the longest time and then there was like a couple thrown in there but now it's like a, a, a repeating thing now
1: well i have good news for you in trivia time then good sir yeah uh, i
0: don't know if i want to hear it i don't know if i want to hear it but that being said that is our movie um and it was an interesting one, like I said, there was cool things about it, but it it just was all over the place and like you said, the story plot with the the stealing the jewelries then becoming a bomb to blow up countries to you know expand territory it was just it was out there it was out there, but I was, had far <clears throat> more
1: fun doing this review than I did watching the movie.
0: <laughs> I would agree with you there. I definitely agree with you. It's more entertaining listening to you during in time and Frank's story than it was to watch this movie. Um, but it, all in all, it was a, a decent movie, just not a good Bond movie. Yes. But then the credits roll, and we see in the credits, um, James Bond will return in from a view to a kill, which is the next movie, right?
1: Yes, which is actually shortened to a view to kill. In the credits, it is from a view to a kill, but the actual name of the movie is a view to kill. Okay. They shorten the name of it once they release the
0: I say, because in my notes, I usually wait until that pops up, just pause it and just jot down what they say. And yeah. I'm like, all right, well, then I grab the next DVD and that just happens to be it. Yes. So <clears throat> I had a view to a kill. So that is Oxypussy all wrapped up. At the very end, the credits are rolling. So now that takes us to trivia time because uh, there's not much to say about this movie there's not much
1: so with that said it's trivia 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 time ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us for the octopussy edition of trivia time which i will say is relatively short actually but i do have some rather interesting facts um first fact several actors were actually screen tested for the lead role As it was felt that Sir Roger Moore was too old at 55 during the filming of this movie to play James Bond again. However, the producers ultimately decided to retain Moore as this movie would be going up against Never Say Never Again starring Sir Sean Connery. So they did not want to bring in a new actor to compete against another Bond movie. With that said, you may ask... What? Two Bond movies the same year featuring Sean Connery? One featuring Sean Connery again? How did this happen? Well, released the same year as rival Warner Brothers' James Bond production, Never Say Never Again, which showcased the return of Sean Connery to the role, this movie, Octopussy, earned $187 million worldwide. Never Say Never Again earned $160 million So this movie did outperform Never Say Never Again. So, fun fact, Never Say Never Again, we will not be reviewing in this James Bond review because it's not actually a canon James Bond film. It's not by Eon Productions, which has the license from the Ian Fleming estate. It is a weird spinoff via certain licenses that were agreed upon by the writer of Thunderball that he couldn't do anything with for 10 years. So it didn't, he didn't do anything with it until, you know, 83 and they brought Sean Connery back and they named it never say never again because Sean Connery never wanted to do bond again, but he did. It's, it's a weird spin off bond movie. Um, with that said it's essentially a remake of thunderball which if you remember is very highly rated on our list i highly recommend you watch never say never again it is a very very good bond movie but it is not canon bond so it is not one of the 25 so it will not be reviewed um for this review series unfortunately Um, so next fact, this is the last James Bond movie to reveal the name of the next movie during the credits.
0: I'm sad now. I'm really, (laughs) I look forward to it. Every time I do my news, I'm like, all right, where's the credit rolls? Where's the credit rolls? I want to, want to put down. It'll never, it'll never happen again. Um, ah,
1: the VJ was the name of the Indian guy. I've got it in my trivia time. Um, okay, so as we mentioned Napatet- earlier, yeah, as it mentioned as we mentioned earlier, when Bond meets up with VJ, he hears a few bars of the James Bond theme being, being played through the Snake Charmer's instrument. Um, the reason this movie's title "Octopussy" does not pe- appear in the song, which has only happened one other time so far, is because nothing rhymes with "Octopussy," <laughs> so <laughs> they couldn't write a write a song with "Octopus." <laughs> um, that's uh, that's it. That's all I got for that. Um, uh, we're we're deviating from Bond trivia for a little bit. We're di- we're we're digging into ocean life trivia. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first episode of uh, Deep Sea Trivia with, Deep sea tri- with me, your your underwater guide, <laughs> um, Jacques Couste Eric. Um,
0: <laughs> Jacques Couste Eric. Indeed, <laughs> I like that. it's,
1: it's catchy. Um, the blue ringed <laughs> octopus featured heavily in this film, is highly venomous. It produces tetra- tetrodotoxin, which it uses in self-defense. Tetrodotoxin is only found is also found in pufferfish. One milligram of the toxin can kill a person, and there is no known antidote. Hmm. so no known antidote for the blue ringed octopus and the pufferfish toxin
0: i didn't know that
1: indeed so basically don't fuck with blue ringed octopus or pufferfish <laughs> or you will die there's no surviving you would rather be bit Aww. by the most venomous snake in the world because there is an antidote for that there's not an antidote for the blue ring octopus wow uh, So, needless to say, the man that was face-hugged did die. With that said, that brings us into our next fact. When the octopus lands on this thug, it completely covers his face and tentacles wrap around its head like the face-hugger in Alien. This was a deliberate reference to the 1979 film. I wondered Uh, that when I
0: saw that scene.
1: Yes. And Jordan, you'll be happy to hear this. This is the seventh and as of the the most recent james bond movie specter in 2015 unless it happens in you know no time to die we don't know yet this is the last movie where bond ends on a boat yes so we'll never see a bond movie yes. end on a boat ever again yes <laughs> but for reference the other six movies not counting octopussy are doctor no From Russia with Love, Diamonds Are Forever, The Man with the Golden Gun, The Spy Who Loved Me, and that's it. But, there is a side deviation, there's like a half-truth here. Because the final scene in Tomorrow Never Dies in 1997 was on the wreckage of a boat. But it wasn't a boat. Like an
0: in-the-ocean boat, it was the wreckage of a Not sure so if that counts kind of or a, not. So it's kind of a half truth. <clears throat> we'll see when we get to the end of that movie, and I go, oh, "Stupid boat." Then that, that'll, that'll be the deciding factor.
1: Indeed, indeed. I think it'll still um, count because it's still a boat.
0: <clears throat> doesn't matter if it's ha- if it's moving or if it's wrecked; it's still a boat.
1: <laughs> and that's all I have for trivia time.
0: All right, so that is trivia time. Which leads us to um, the the best part of our review, actually rating this movie.
1: Yes, uh, so should I give the list?
0: Can we just throw it at the bottom? Yeah, I guess we should, huh? No, uh, we'll actually right. do the list. Let's do the actual list because I, I think we, so, we talked about this uh, and this movie. Although it had its ups and downs and it was all over the place, there were things about it that were pretty cool. So. Let's do the list, do our review the proper way. The list is as follows
1: Number one, from Russia with love. Number two, you only live twice. Number three, the spy who loved me. Number four, thunderball. Number five, for your eyes only. Number six, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Number seven, goldfinger. Number eight, doctor. No. Number nine, the man with the golden gun. Number ten, moonraker. Number eleven, live and let die. Number 12.
0: Diamonds are forever. So, right. really put in this movie. so this movie was all over the place. The story was kind of vague um, as far as that goes. The villains were almost non-existent because it was a weird collage of villains, if that makes any sense. Um, but... Th- The gadgets were kind of there to a point. Uh, They weren't overkill, but there was a couple in there where they needed to be. There were some um, spy tactics, you know, in the the beginning with the um, the outfits swapping between like uh, over to like the general outfit or the military outfit from being like a um, just a regular uh, tourist or racetrack driver, whatever you want to call them. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, horse. Owner, not a racetrack driver uh and like throughout the movie you know the pen the watch the little gadgets they were played just right the action scenes were kind of put through the movie so over all in all there i mean there was decent things about this movie however the story was kind of all over the place um and i just feel like the good parts about the movie just didn't really have enough to make it a really good movie uh, no. And a lot of it is just because of the story plot. There was a lot that just kind of was unnecessary for the movie, the like the, the jewel thief um, heist, all that stuff, um, the back and the ex- forth, the circus stuff, all that was just kind of like unnecessary to me. As the far excessive as the story
1: number of villains that weren't actually villains or yeah. didn't last long enough. Or, I
0: mean, it was, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, cause it, like I said, it has its key components to a, a decent Bond movie. I just don't think it was executed properly as, as far as no. making it higher up our our list. So I hate to say it, but this is going to be a low low, so it's going to be closer to the bottom of the list.
1: Well, I think the closest movie that this one compares to for me is, is Moonraker yep. as far as it being bad and outlandish. So I guess where we're at is, is it better... Better or worse than Moonraker?
0: I I kind of like this one a little better than Moonraker.
1: I do agree. Now, is it better than The Man with the Golden Gun?
0: No. Okay.
1: So that is our that is our new official ranking then. Yes. Um,
0: because although The Man with the Golden Gun did not feel like a, a true Bond movie as far as like the the villains and all, and we talked about all that in that review, that was still a, a really good movie, and I think that one had a little bit better overall plot to it than this one did yeah
1: so the list official list is as follows now number one for Marshall with love number two you only live twice number three the spy who loved me number four thunderball number five for your eyes only number six on her majesty's secret service number seven goldfinger number eight dr no number nine the man with the golden gun number ten octopussy number 11 moonraker number 12 live and let
0: die number 13 diamonds are forever gets longer and longer each time indeed all right so that brings us to the villain list starting with number one we have goldfinger and odd job number two is still number two number three is stromberg and jaws spy who loved me uh, four is Kostostos, because I can never pronounce his name right, right, even You're in pretty good. Region. Okay. Uh, Locke and Eric Kregler, the, the trio from For Your Eyes Only, yep. uh, Spectre General in Red, uh, Drax and Jaws from Moonraker, uh, Blowfield from You Only Live Twice, um, Scaramanga and Knickknack, is at number eight number nine is uh kanaga claw and the baron 10 is dr no uh, 11 is blowfield wit and kid and then 12 is blowfield from on her Majesty's secret service uh, what villains are we rating in this movie
1: i mean it's the two uh, at the end man it's uh, it's, it, what, what kamal, it? it's kamal khan and and khan um, and and Gobinda, which is the, okay. okay. I was
0: gonna say because I, the, the big general big was supposed to be a, a villain, but he really wasn't. He was just kind of in the way half the time, and causing scenes everywhere. Octopussy, I wouldn't put it as a villain. She was kind of like yeah. that neutral friend slash enemy, like just yeah, kind of being definitely back and forth. Um. So that being said, if we're doing Khan and what his hide kick. There's not really much there to be on the villain list. I I hate to say it, but full disclosure, they they were not good villains. Um, They weren't menacing. The only thing that Khan had going for him was the fact that he kind of uh, portrayed Octopussy and kind of like played her. I don't want to say like against bond in any way it was just kind of like you know he double crossed her essentially. He and her, it had nothing to do it, with anything yeah. else yeah yeah. Um, but and she didn't see that coming but other than that there there was really nothing he wasn't that medicine he was kind of like the middleman between octopussy and the um olaf general uh and even then i think their plan was to pretty much just make a whole bunch of money and be on top of everything Yeah, Um, because I'm not saying I think those two were even working for the general Olaf, but they kind of just did their own thing. Yeah, so
1: yeah, it was uh, not not good. I mean,
0: yeah, no, no,
1: they're definitely towards the bottom.
0: I honestly I I would put them at the bottom because even Blowfield from our Majesty's secret service was a better villain than these guys.
1: I'm glad you admit that, because I, I know you don't like the Blowfield from Her Majesty's Secret Service, but these guys are so definitely it, worse. <laughs> it's not that
0: I don't like him. I just didn't think he was a good Blowfield villain. Like, it was hard, yeah. and especially with the, the list of villains that we've gotten since then. I mean, he just wasn't as portrayed. Like, he was a good actor. He played the character really well, but out of, like, the villainous side of it, he just didn't seem like a good yeah, evil Bond villain. I mean, he... He was no Goldfinger, okay? It's true. It's true. So, but these guys, these guys are worse. I mean, I don't even... I'm, I'm 100% with I don't you. know they're if the, they were interviewing the bottom, for, you know, villain. You know, trying to see if there was any listings for the new villains. And they were just like, hey, we're here to interview. You know, this is what we do. And it just didn't get the job, maybe. I don't know. But <laughs> they didn't bring their aim gate to this movie. So yeah, they, I'm, I'm with you. Unfortunately, I had to put them on the bottom of the list. So what's the new list? The, fi- the final list for this episode. The exact same thing except for number 13 is, uh, yeah. is, Khan, is and, Khan and, yeah. and Gobinda. Yeah. yeah, so I'm not even going to repeat the list.
1: Nope, you're there's good. No we all know they're at the bottom.
0: <clears throat> yes, they're the new bottom. So there you go. Mm-hmm. That's our list. So that's it. That's, that's the Bond villain review um, overall. Okay, Bond movie because there's no bad Bond movie. Uh, but not one of our favorites, uh, and it wasn't one of the great ones, Uh, which actually surprised me because, like I said, this was one of the few old-school Bond movies that I remember remember? seeing a lot on TV. So I kept thinking, oh, this is a good movie. This is going to be a good movie. And I was like, all right, it's not as good as I thought it was. Um, And I think it had a lot of potential. I just think that the story needed to be trimmed up some. There was a lot of stuff that needed to be cut out, and I think if they would have made – like one really good bad villain behind everything, whether it been the general or con or whoever, and kind of trimmed everything in between a little bit. I think it would have been a lot better movie.
1: Yeah, I mean there um, were there were potential elements that, yeah. that, that that had the potential for being good, but I, I didn't I didn't enjoy
0: it overall. Mm. No, but that's but. it. That is our review uh, for Octopussy. Uh, the next movie is uh, from a view to kill a view to kill a view to kill sorry not a kill yeah a view to kill with that eric i guess you want to take us through the outro
1: yep so ladies and gentlemen if you liked what you listened to on this episode of friday films james bond is james bond in review featuring octopussy let us know on any social social media twitter instagram facebook at who do presents share your list with us share your villain list with us let us know what you think of the Blue Ring Octopus and or the Pufferfish and or Jacques Ku Eric's special segment on this episode. I'll do more facts for for Sea Life if you want me to in the future. It's all good.
0: Well, now I'm <laughs> curious where you were for the Jaws movies.
1: I know, right? Oh, man. If we do Jaws in review, it'd be so bad, minus the first one. Every Jaws (laughs) sucks, except for the first movie.
0: I was kind of referring to Jaws as the villain Jaws of Bond. Oh, okay. But I set you up to go wherever you wanted with that, which was the whole point. And I went.
1: But anyway. (laughs) Priceless. Priceless. Um, Yes, follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Hoodoo Presents. And if you only listen to the Bond in review, give Random Rambling a shot. We're on episode in the 50s at this point somewhere around there i don't know they kind of blur together um but if you like the bonding review give random rambling a shot we do all sorts of stuff all funny shenanigans on that show as well
0: yes we do um
1: so with that back to you
0: jordan all right well once again this is eric and jordan and um until next time guys i guess let the credits roll